Diva episode is looking mostly at voice reels, why we do them, how we do them, what to put on them and where to pop them when you're done. This episode is recorded in real time and all the voices belong to me, your podcast host, Sarah Golding. Hello and welcome to episode two of Madiva podcast, modern audio drama, indie voice acting for your ears only. We are going to look today a little bit more specifically at your next steps. I kind of gave you a broad strokes, brush strokes. We're going to focus in a little bit more today on uh, some of the finer detail and get some quotes from some wondrous people who are producers and, and uh, cast for some really exciting shows. So first things first, did you get your, your five year plan done or was it too overwhelming? Hmm. Yeah, some of you might. I know, I know, don't even. I know you can't even plan your lunch. I know I can't. <laughs> okay, so if that's not your thing, absolutely fine. But I just think it's kind of fun to be able to project what you want to achieve by certain dates. So these are the kind of things you should be looking at in more specific detail. Number one, listening to audio drama. Yes, there are so many. I'm going to list you loads now. Ready? The Amelia Podcast, Wolf 359, Hyacinth Disaster, Before True Light Girl in Space, Bar Meridian, Alba Salix, Unseen Hour, Lightning Bolt, Theatre of the Mind, Edict Zero, Uncanny County, Joseph, Victoriosity, We Fix, Space Junk, Liberty, The Big Loop, Steal the Stars, there's so many. That's the starting point, that'll keep you busy till next Tuesday. So once you've kind of got into a routine of listening to stuff, because the only way you're going to hone that skill is by listening to other people doing it. Don't become staged. Don't think I know it all. You you don't. There's so much to soak in and learn. <laughs> so get your headshots done. Why do I need to do that, Sarah? Well, people will want to put your face on things to perhaps get some publicity behind what they're doing. They want to thank you for your work and maybe people will want to hunt you out once you have a fun voice that they think, oh, I wonder who does that voice of that sexy alien being. Yeah, I've only done one sexy alien being. <laughs> And you're gonna need your lovely mug on the pay to play sites. Yes, that's the first thing people will want to see what you look like. So get your headshots done. It's a beautiful picture of you, like, that will go out there and shine a beacon of how you would like to look every day. We, you won't look like that every day. I, I don't look like mine every day. I've dyed my hair since. Well, not dyed my hair since. So, yeah, get them done. Under £100. Ask a friend who is very good at photography, who does a business and does that. Get them done professionally if you can. If you can't, everybody got a phone, right? So you can take a very good, beautifully coiffured... No, that's not the word. Or maybe your hair is beautifully coiffured. Beautifully presented picture of you in... Generally, have a look at other people's websites. Have a look at other people's headshots. You get the style, yeah? You're not kind of grimacing from ear to ear. You're kind of looking moody or cool. If you're a character actor, perhaps put a a picture that shows you're perhaps slightly more quirky, but don't go mental because people will think, oh, she's a bit weird. <laughs> they think that of me all the time. But just to finalise about headshots, it is worth getting professional shots done if you can. It's worth putting those pennies behind it because that's the first thing people will see of you before they might even hear you. So think about the professionalism and the image you want to show as perhaps the first port of call that someone's going to see of you. I'll leave that with you to think about. 
So headshots, you can get them done. Anywhere, do your own research on that one, right? <laughs> reels, your reels. We will be doing a really focused episode next time on reels. And I will be speaking to Kirsty Gilmore, maker of Demo Reels, about the, the finer details that you should look for if you're going to get it done with a director who will help you out. So yeah, voice reels. Where are you going to put them when they're done? Hmm? Have you thought about that? You've got it. Where does it go? Think about places that might be sensible to put them, perhaps places that are free, that you can ping things. Or you might have to perhaps put out a little bit of expenditure to uh, get them on there. So we'll be looking at that too. So things like Spotlight. Have you heard of Spotlight? It's basically the go-to guru of a lot of casting folks. Now, this does cost £154 for a year, British pounds. It is essential that you have an audio clip or two or three or four on there. And you can also itemise all the things that you've been working on and give your full details. Now, obviously, it's a casting place for all sorts of media, you know, TV, film, or cartoons, a lot. So uh, it's not just voice specific, but from what I've gathered, it's a must do if you're really taking this seriously. Things like Mandy.com was where I started on. You can get on there for free. You can ping on your picture, your beautiful picture, put your basic details in and your CV of work and add to that as time goes on. But you can't apply for the jobs on there. Basically, if you want to do that, you have to pay £15 a month or £107.40 plus VAT per year. So it's up to you how you want to use those sites. I use mine firstly on, it was Voices Pro, it's now Mandy.com. I use mine as a kind of place marker to send people to see what I'd done and to hear clips from the voice reel that I had. So I think if you've got no budget and you've been able to get some kind of reel together, pop it there perhaps as one of your other starting places. So I pinged a few producers, people who work as demo reel producers and who have really cast from audition sides and, and from reels. And this is what they had to say. This is Michael Hilberg. He's a, a well-renowned uh, creator of fantabulous reels. So listen to what he has to say. Simply having a voice reel is not enough. Having the right voice reel, which highlights your strengths, is what will help you build a prosperous voiceover career. If you haven't worked professionally yet, ask yourself what sets your character apart and in what way you can reflect that in your voice reel when choosing scripts to record. Also, make sure you choose scripts that showcase the different genres you wish to work in. If you are serious about working professionally as a voiceover artist, this is not the thing to save money on. You need to have a professionally made voice reel in a studio with an audio engineer. Now this is coming from a fellow that makes his money doing this. So I'm just trying to put perspective. If you are a professional voiceover artist, I think the most important factor is to keep your voice reel up to date, capitals, with your best material. Make a note to review your reels on a regular basis and remove material that isn't showcasing your talent in the best possible way. No one has time to listen to five minutes of audio when casting a project. If you work in many genres or speak multiple languages, make sure you have a specific reel for each category. Lastly, there are many conflicting ideas of what the right voice reel should consist of, so I have tried to avoid a general do's and don'ts list. Instead, I would recommend you talk to a few different professionals that you respect to get their opinions, but ultimately, trust your own opinion. 
After all, you know your voice and yourself best. So this is voiceover artist and actor Michael Hilberg, and his website, if you would love to have a look on it, is www.michaelhilberg.com forward slash workshops. And the link to his material is on www.michaelhilberg.com. Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-H-I-L-L-B-E-R-G.com. So I might well be talking to Michael in uh, a few episodes' time just to get a bit more of perspective on things because I'll be talking to Kirsty, who's giving us kind of a British perspective in a few uh, in, in a few weeks' time. So I also got quotes from a few other folks. This is Jack Bowman, who I absolutely adore. He works wonderfully with uh, Robert Valentine sometimes on occasion and has been a uh, part of Wireless Theatre as well as many other independent productions. If I can offer one thing about creating... He doesn't speak like this. I'm just doing my accents. It's my forum, isn't it? If I can offer one thing about creating a dramatic voice reel, it is this. Remember, it's called a drama reel. It's there for those who cast audio drama to understand what you can do dramatically. In a series of short bursts, aim to make the listener laugh, cry, break our hearts and pull the rug from under us. Drama is about sharing conflict and change with your audience. A voice reel for dramatic work is never about the range of voices and accents you can do, but always about how much you can affect us. Ooh, pause for thought. So really think about what goes into your reel? And I'll be talking to Kirsty about that in the next session. What really showcases your talents and those emotions and those places you can go as an actor very quickly and very concisely? He said short bursts, remember? Okay, I also spoke to, oh my goodness, one of my guru heroes of audio drama, Marielle Ronaker-Temple. So she is the casting and production manager for Audible Studios UK and also the founder of the wondrous wireless theatre company. Have you listened to all of that? You should instantly stop this now. I don't mind you. Stop this and go and subscribe to Wireless Theatre Company and have a listen to the range of brilliant storytelling on there. So I asked, why is it important to get a reel done professionally? Now I'm going to do another accent just because I fancy it. To be honest, I don't think it is vital to get a voice reel done professionally. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to do it properly. Sorry. I'll start again. To be honest, I'm so sorry. To be honest, I don't think it is vital to get a voice reel done professionally. That may sound silly, but I think if the cost of getting a professional reel done is what blocks many actors from getting things done, then there's no reason why, given the quality of recording devices in today's mobile phones, that they can't record one themselves. It is much better to have samples of your voice online than not. I'm pausing for effect. Think about that. (laughs) If you can find a good small room with curtains or soft furnishing, make sure it's completely silent and use a good quality mobile phone microphone. And you can record from that a reasonable voice sample. You don't need to worry about fancy sound effects or editing. Just demonstrate your ability to tell a story or create a character. Just don't do it in your car or in a large large echoey echoey room. room. That for effects. Did that myself. Having said that, if you can afford to get a reel done, the input of a professional director is invaluable and will ensure you show yourself off in the best light. And you can't beat time in a studio. You sure you surely can't. 
So I think that's brilliant. You know, the range of every, you, it is accessible, folks. All right. Don't get hung up on me saying, go get your demo reel. It's the only way. It's not the only way to do it. If needs must, and you have to use your phone in a quiet space in your own house, when you put your cat in the other room for five minutes, then do that. Get it out. Pop it on some of the sites I've mentioned already. Free, right? And, uh, and get it out. Build your brand to your budget. Tick. I ask, what do VAs definitely need to be doing to ensure their reel stands out from the rest? <sighs> Good question, wasn't it? Yeah. Personally, for me, she says, it's about showing yourself off as quickly as possible. I might only listen to 20 seconds of a reel if I'm casting something fast. So it's a real waste. A real R-E-A-L. Waste if the first 10 seconds of that is music. Are you listening? Don't do that. Get to the meat of your text as fast as you can. Don't assume that any casting person has time to listen to your full two-minute reel. You need to hit them right away with the good stuff. Well, you've got good stuff. I can sense it through the microphone. You just show off that, right? That's what she's saying. Also, personally, I really like seeing short individual reels titled by accent or genre, i.e. comedy reel, character reel, standard US accent, Irish accent or whatever. Ah, <gasps> revelation. You don't have to have a generic reel, a commercial reel, a, a character reel. You can split it down further. If people are looking for specific things and that is on your website or that is on your free site on Mandy or wherever we've mentioned that I've suddenly forgotten all the names of, they can look and instantly find you. The more you have to showcase and the more concisely it's split down, the more potential, I guess, for you to be picked up and utilised for your talents. Yes. So... She further says, as I cast for drama mostly, I am not bothered about sound effects or commercial reels at all, really. What I want to hear is, how does your voice sound on a mic? Can you act? What accents or voice qualities do you have? Right? Showcase that. Make sure that, you know, you're showing your best stuff. Because you could be picked over someone else if you're able to get that down and make it good. So what definitely should be included, I asked. What should not be included that you keep hearing? In case of what should be. Samples of accents, examples of age range and vocal tone. Pick a couple of monologues that are really good for you, something that really shows you off. Do not include accents. You're not 100% sure you could sustain for a whole drama or a book reading. Right, did you get that? Don't even try it. Personally, I don't think you need to include any music in your reel. Full stop. That's a personal insight. If that's your thing, pop it in. That doesn't rhyme. I wish that did. Okay, how many separate reels to showcase versus a generic reel, I says. I personally prefer separate reels. I love people who separate their accent stuff. For example, I was recently casting for something set in America. I wanted to check that people could actually do the accent, but didn't really want to have to listen to a whole reel to get to the American sample. So it is super handy when someone has a short clip marked, whatever your name is, standard US accent or whatever accent it is. Yeah? Think about that. If you've got it. If you were going to do only one reel, 
to share what mix should be on it, said I. If you only have one real option, I would pack it in with as many characters, accents and vocal qualities as possible, but without the snippets being too short. I want to be able to hear your versatility, but also that you can actually hold a performance. You got that? Don't do just like 10 seconds or 4 seconds or something. Give it a little bit of of time. How many voices in a character reel? As long as you're not repeating them, why not show off as many as you can do? It's not just about changing your accent, though. It's useful to see if you can actually change your pitch, tone, age range. So, like, if you can go from a little child... Up to, you know, your old person, then, then, then show that, okay? However, she went on to say, not all good voice actors are hugely versatile and that's fine and that's something we'll talk about in another episode too if you have a strong vocal trait which means you can't mix it up that much for example a really deep voice or a vocal creak or a husk you can't lose that's fine don't panic that's beautiful someone will yearn to have that in their work not everyone has to be able to play a million roles you just want to demonstrate your skills in storytelling or acting on the microphone so you know there are some people that get by on the same voice every time but they are darn good at doing that voice so if that's you please utilize that and showcase that okay that is what you do and you do it well don't be shy. <laughs> um, what are you looking for in a first listen? Because I thought that's important, right? Because people will be maybe listening to 100, 200, maybe more auditions. What are you looking for in a first listen? Would you listen all the way through or just to the first 10 seconds? I said. On first listen, I am looking for vocal tones, accent range and acting ability. Yes, I would advise your first piece to be in your own voice. But the most important thing is that the performance captures the listener's attention. So if your first piece isn't doing that, what's the point in the rest, right? Make it engaging. Think. What what can draw these people in? What can make them stay and find out what else I can do? You can do. We can do. Everybody. What is a reasonable price to pay for the reels? I've asked. Now, she can't be sure because she's not fully up with the uh, industry rate, but she does not believe in people paying huge amounts for voice reels. I also don't believe that you need to spend an entire day in the studio recording your reel. The voice gets tired and you don't need a whole day to capture a few minutes of material. So I'd say a two-hour session in a studio with a director is plenty. If scripts are provided and you get a full edit, I suspect between three to five hundred pounds would be the norm. And we'll look at pricing aspects again further next week. But this is the general gist of a British voice reel. I think you're looking sort of two hundred ninety pounds to time in the studio with things all mixed and all provided for you, and maybe even a banana if you're lucky. Uh, that's for afterwards, though. Uh, <laughs> where would you recommend finished reels be shared to? And I suggested Wireless Theatre Company, Audible, Spotlight, Mandy, Voices123.com. There are Bedalgo. There's so many audition sites, folks, isn't there? Even to put it on audition websites to introduce yourself, if that's allowed, on those things on, on Facebook and Reddit and so on. Offer it up for suggestion. Here's my reel. Can anyone give me some some focused comments on, on how to improve or what they think? In our survey, Mario said, For me, Spotlight is the casting bible, so I think all actors should have their reels there. When I'm looking for actors on Spotlight, I filter out anyone without reels, so if you don't have a voice sample of some kind, you won't get considered at all. 
Sadly, we often don't have time for auditions, so the voice reel is vital. Now, I've talked about things where, you know, you can put it on for free. Another thing you can put things on for free is your own website. Have you ever considered that? It's not as hard as you think. Even I've done it. And it's not superb, you know. I haven't had anyone professional look at it or give me any advice. Nobody said anything about it. It's just kind of, it's there. But it's a place I can send people to have a look at what I essentially can do. Bits of what I can do. And, you know, it's, it's always under construction. I am adding some more things and thinking about more pages. And I need to add quirky voices to it. But simply... If you have a voice, you need a place to put it. And where else and where better to show your wares than your own website? Now, Weebly and Squarespace and WordPress, you can go on all these for free. And to be able to set up that and have a basic template, you know, you don't need to go all fancy schmancy. You can you can create something very cool on any of those. And I'm sure there's more that I don't know. And if there are, please share them with me. I'd love to be able to share them with everyone else. But have a think about putting your reels on there and that being your first port of call, which you can then ping out onto any communication on Reddit, Pinterest, Instagram, Tumblr, Imgur, Facebook, Twitter. Oh, my goodness. There are so many places, folks, to put your wares. Um, so, yeah, have a little think about that. Now, looking at people auditioning for things, you might not be asked for your reels. People might think, uh, I don't I don't want to hear reels. I want to hear you audition for these specific roles. And in a couple of episodes of time, we will really get into the nitty gritty of the uh, of best audition techniques and I'll be trying to fathom some really good tips from people who are producers and do it and people who are actors who have been successful at auditioning and we'll we'll really try and probe them for as much info as possible so if you have any questions please put them to me on twitter at quirky voices or ping them on my facebook page for Madiva podcast just type it in m-a-d-i-v-a Madiva if you like but yeah I, I would love to have your input if you have any things that you need to know just communicate and ask folks if you haven't already other things you need to do are where on earth to look out for auditions if you've got your reel where are you going to uh, audition for things with it so things like as i've mentioned already spotlight.com and mandy.com get subscribed to backstage.com behind the voice actors.com voice realm.com voiceoverbiz.com voices.com voices123.com maybe even do a cold ping to big finish after information just say um i'm a voice actor i would love to get involved in whatever you want to get involved in and uh, perhaps ask for a name first and then you can send a specific email to that specific person saying, uh, this is my voice reel. I would love to get involved in Doctor Who's adventures. Um, and, you know, please, can you ping this to any producers that might find of interest? It's worth it. You know, someone might somehow have five minutes spare. think, oh, I saw that email. That person seemed quite nice. I have a little look. And you could be casting something by Big Finish or, or Wireless Theatre Company or even, you know, uh, folks that do Bubble. And I know Panoply are going through changes, but it's 
worth a ping, isn't it? Just to say hello. You never know, right? Take some chances, take some risks. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so places to look as well, as I've mentioned, Facebook, Reddit, Tumblr, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter. There are Discord groups for specific podcasts. Get involved in those. Listen to other voice actors, talk to them, ask them questions. They're on there and yearning to impart their information. It's really lovely ones with 1994 podcasts, which I'm involved in, and uh, Alba Salix, for example, which uh, is very proactive. So have a little look. Think about searching hashtag audio drama, hashtag voice actor, hashtag audio fiction love, hashtag bingo to find other audio dramas or to find specific threads about aspects of making and being a voice actor i would strongly advise joining the audio drama production podcast facebook group they do also have lots of uh, casting calls on there and are really wonderful for advice so please do ping some questions on there if you need to or utilize at quirky voices twitter and i will do my best to find somebody who knows uh, answers to your questions also there's audio drama auditions there's women in podcasting and sound women you can all get involved in those you don't have to be a woman as well to be a part of those groups but obviously it is hugely encouraging of uh of females wanting to work in podcasting and uh, various aspects of it but you know just use your initiative i'd say put audio drama auditions into facebook in the search bar see what comes up voice acting auditions put that into your search engine see what comes up you know there are a plethora of things i would hugely recommend as well that you have a good browse on these two sites gravyforthebrain.com and voiceovernetwork.com they have a range of brilliant courses webinars there are career prospect developers there are people who are mentors who can help it costs a good couple of hundred a year you're talking sort of 30 to 40 year plus uh, a month but I do feel they do have some deals on sometimes and I do feel that it is worth perhaps pay for one month and do it in a time in your life where you have the time to browse because if you can milk that month <laughs> for watching all of the videos and watch all of the things you can get on there I am sure you you will grow in knowledge about various aspects. There's brilliant videos on, on you know, voicing for um, animation, voicing for commercials, voicing for, well, all sorts. So, you know, it is sort of a broader thing to look at than just audio drama. But obviously audio drama is the best. Um, <laughs> so, yes, key things as well. Follow people on Twitter at Yap Audio, at Will Writes, at Showmark, at Quirky Voices. Think about putting uh, your favourite podcasts' names in and following all of those just to see if they maybe might ping out a casting call now and then. Follow other voice actors you admire. Find out who they are. Who was that voice? What else have they done? Have a little listen. Ping them a note. Say, I really loved you in the Unseen Hour. You were a brilliant. Bryce Stepford. And so, yeah, I, I think you've got a lot of really cool people to to inspire you. Don't feel insular. Don't feel they're non-communicado. Yes, this in this world of, of connectivity, why not try and reach out? I used to say that a lot to people on the Audio Drama Production Podcast. Just, just do it, okay? What have you got to lose? They just don't answer. That's it. <laughs> so check articles on thepodcasthost.com on audiodramaproduction.com there's brilliant articles within many many other cool things on medium 
okay there's lots on there um, written by folks who are part of the audio drama community really insightful stuff as well to think about hot pod is also interesting as an actor to see what's happening in the in the world and will writes um she's got a wonderful site which also has casting calls and things on it jobs wanted so keep an eye on that for fun things read books i'll do an episode specifically on some cool books and, and look at why they're useful but i, I guess as a, a an all-rounder there's the bombs always be book by the amazing casey Rowland, and that's mainly from a producer's perspective but it does look and break down some scripts and it's quite interesting to to kind of look from that angle so so do have a look at that and i spoke to him about auditions so we will have that in the next few episodes so i will do an episode as i say on, on useful books and focus on website resources for you lot voice actors especially in a, a few episodes time other podcasts to listen to well crispin freeman has been doing a a voiceover podcast for a long time and there are so many fantastic episodes on that i would also say to do a search for voice acting specialist agents and see what people are putting on there have a little listen see the kind of industry standard of what they've got on display for people who might want to to cast from their their net <laughs> there's union websites sagafra equity have a look on there Right, join them if you want to, but there's so many resources and places and and things that they would recommend as well. So it's worth a browse. You don't have to pay to join, you know, straight away. You can have a little look at what they've got to offer and decide. Even phone them up, have a chat, say what's going on for this particular medium for me. What can I do? What will I gain by joining you? And might give you a discount. You never know. <laughs> and think about joining some courses. Okay, keep that acting going. Keep that training going. If you haven't got any training. Jump in, improvisation, acting courses, community theatre. You know, there are so many ways of, of honing your craft. Don't just go job to job. Go go train yourself. Get that refresher. I think it's key. I'm doing an improvisation and sketch writing one at the minute. It's so much fun. I'd forgotten how much fun interacting with actual people rather than microphone is. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you can use this reel if you get your reel. I'm coming back to reels now. Just to lure in agents, yeah? Okay, now I have an agent and they're lovely. They're squawk voices. They haven't got many on the books. They said they wanted to like really focus in on the folks they had, which is kind of nice. I like that boutique <laughs> feel to it. And they're very friendly and accessible as well. So I asked them what advice you could give and what do they look for when wanting people to come on their books. So this is specifically what they answered. Number one, an acting background is a plus. Number two, an engaging natural voice with personality and charisma. The voice needs the X factor, something unique that sets them apart from the usual. This one is almost impossible to describe as you just hear it and think, yes. Going forward, number three, we are preferring native voices so that we have a full range of regional accents. So if you can do all the accents, you might not get employed for doing those ones you can do. <laughs> number four, vital but favouring artists that don't live too far away from London. Many of the recording sessions will be in London studio, so a closer proximity is preferred. Now that's for them. So if you are in the sticks, you know, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, think about targeting places that are more accessible to you. Don't go looking at... Uh, 
voice agents that are in uh, Kentucky when you live in Florida. <laughs> Similarly, you know, John O'Groats, if you're in Land's End, really think about the kind of accessibility you have for being able to go to studios near them rather than them coming to you. Number five, select a cross-section of voice styles for both male and female, ideally to cover a plethora of briefs. Oh, it's a long time since I've been covered in a plethora of briefs. We need at least one of everything, from a child sound-alike to a booming old man with gravitas. Do you do gravitas? Uh, I do Brian Bessett very badly. But yes, if you do that, then they will potentially need that in their mix so why not ping the reel with that first of all after your voice number six not a deal breaker if the talent's there but complete well-recorded show reels supplied not 10 separate audio files ideally this is interesting ideally real jobs but if they're dummy jobs they must sound authentic and well produced Slightly contradictory to what other people were saying for other casting means, but as an agent, they want to hear it professionally produced because obviously they will be touting your wares out and they need you to sound the best you possibly can. Number seven, an agreement that if squawk voices is to be mentioned in a podcast, it is closely followed by the phrase, they're like the best voiceover agency and everything... <laughs> they are they're supreme go and look at their wares there's a lovely lady called sarah on there so it's been a whistle stop tour folks and we will focus in now in the next few episodes specifically on voice rails and we will hope to then look at auditioning and what to do how to even start formats to ping them in how to ping them and what to do a couple of top tips anyway at least so i hope this has been useful it's a bit sarah it's a bit everything happening at once i know i know but you know you can pause it and rewind it and have another listen rewind it <laughs> look at me with my 80s terms <laughs> but you know you know what i mean so i hope you have had a chance to listen to some demo reels and fathom what it is that your niche would be. Maybe for next time, jot down some of the things that you think voice-wise are your strengths. What can you do really, really well as a voice? Are you commanding? Are you are you ship's captain material? Are you old lady? Do you do lots of old lady? Because you're old anyway. Maybe that's your voice. Are you um, somebody who does educational videos so you can very calmly tell people about things in a calm manner are you somebody that does off the wall accents like or are you someone who does like loads of accents or maybe this is your real accent and you just wanted to show that this is my regional accent so you know representation we don't want these other actors pretending they can do this voice doing this voice when i can do it proper right so think about you know don't worry if you have a regional accent someone will need you someone really really will need you french german italian Russian, Japanese, Chinese, you know, it. people are yearning for people from different cultures. I know for a fact there's lots of casting calls going around for kind of Indian and Pakistani accents and African. You know, it's just like they are yearning to to get representation right. So do not fret if your accent is ingrained from your indigenous place of birth. Someone needs you. So get your reel done on your phone or with a director. Get up and at them, folks. All right? You can do it. <laughs> I would love to play the Hadron Gospel Hour song right out there. 
If you don't know Hadrian Gospelauer, look it up. It's one of the most fun audio drama comedies I've heard ever. Do it. Huge thanks to the folks at Alitu who have created a podcast creation website. And you, if you would like to get yourself up and going as a podcast host, go and have a look on their website, alitu.com, and you'll be up and running before you know it. To finish, the podcast of choice this week, which I'm involved in, is 1994 podcast by Thorough Smiley. He's an amazing writer. He did Attention Hellmark Shoppers, and I'm sure will amaze and delight with this. It's got a stunning cast and an even more exciting premise. Let's take you back to 1994. The year was 1994. Grunge ruled MTV. Michael Jordan could fly. And Scott Sweet was an average teenager in an average high school in an average town. This place sucks. His friends were supportive. Oh, does it, Scott? Or do you suck? His family was nurturing. I'm sorry, Scott. I know you were going to be here, so I didn't make dinner. And his love life was fulfilling. Don't ask me to prom. You know that's not realistic, Scott. Scott. We've been friends since grade school, so listen to me when I tell you, forget Shannon. She's out of your league. Scott needed a change. Did you guys ever think that maybe there's more to life than getting high and watching Star Trek? No, man. Dude, Star Trek is awesome. But the change he got was more than he bargained for. (laughs) That's Rocky, the school drug dealer. That was my ride, punk. You guys either take me and my package to L.A., or you're going to owe me 50 grand. Can we stop at Disneyland? Now Scott and his friends are heading the open road. Why are there so many people on a secret road trip? Someone has to keep you boys out of trouble. They're in over their heads. Hey, you kids got yourself in a bit of a predicament, didn't you? You have to let me in your car. Ted's after me. Who is Ted? Ted's got a gun! They're making new friends. Hey, American teenagers, I got everything you need. Nilla wafers, icy ecto-coolers, cocaine. Making deals. You're blackmailing us? It's just business. Now, if you want, we can call the police, or we can just handle this ourselves, and you give us some of what's in that bag. Sure. Let me just get that for you. Why is everyone always shooting guns? They're having new experiences. Hey, you cats need a ride? Hop in the van. We're following fish, man. Thanks. We were walking in the desert for hours. Have a drink, brother. The sky is falling. Purple sky. Oh. What was in the tea? Mostly chamomile, man. And peyote. For flavor. And they have no idea where they're going. Our van was stolen. We've been held at gunpoint, drugged, kidnapped, and left in the desert. I know. I'm having a great time. And Scott is discovering that maybe what he always wanted isn't what he really needs. I've traveled all this way and done all these things for her. And all I can think about is... What? What if someone was right in front of you all along, but you never really saw them before? You're such a jerk, Scott Sweet. And he's finding out that life is what you make of it. You have this idea of the perfect girl and the perfect life, but it's the 90s now, Scott. Nothing is perfect. You don't have to be anything. You can do whatever you want. Join the ride and have the time of your life in 1994.